they don't realise what I'm doing, but I'm transforming the beautiful Merrick's art gallery into a 19th century museum, which includes taxidermied animals, wallpapered images, uh, sculptures, ceramics, bronzes, etchings, maps, and a kind of like a collage of what I've been doing for the last 25 years. Hello and welcome to the Merrick's House podcast. Thanks for joining us. That there was Simon Norman. He's about to take you on a tour of his latest exhibition, The Schultzkammer Treasure Chamber, opening the 7th of March. If you open the door and walk through into the main gallery, there's three rooms and the biggest, largest room that leads into the other two smaller rooms is a room with a Tasmanian tiger, a series of wall pieces which are like installations, if you like, about the story of Australia and where we're at now as a result of changing the environment and looking at things like climate change, looking at depopulation of the indigenous populations of Australia and using sculpture and bronzes to illustrate those stories. So they're big, it's a big installation, a collage of different stories of Australia in that room with the Tassie tiger in the centre. And then if you walk through to the front room, that's a room dedicated to Ludwig Leichhardt and his expedition from Brisbane through to Port Essington and etchings that I've been working on for the last few years documenting his journey. So there's 20 or 30 framed artworks with ornate antique frames. And then if you walk through into the back room, that's the map room. So, and that room is a documentary of work I've been doing documenting oral histories and songlines of Arnhem Land. Simon, born in Melbourne, you wonder, does he have a cultural mapping project happening in Victoria? I have been doing some mapping of the coastline of Victoria and that's ironically, even though I have been visiting the peninsula and my Grandma and grandfather lived in Sorrento for years and I've been visiting the peninsula for 50 years. It's been really hard for me to find out any of the Aboriginal history of the south coast of Victoria and so much of that information has disappeared and so much of the knowledge of place names has been erased and replaced with Victorian English names. Unlike in Arnhem Land where The people that I work with are in more remote places but are more knowledgeable about the contact with ceremony and through ceremony the songlines are reinforced and the stories of country and management of land are still still actively continued whereas down here to find out that information is really like being a Sherlock Holmes. So to actually find out the origin of some of these names is quite difficult. Bonio, for instance, is Boniong, which was shortened to Bonio, and Tutkuruk used to be that whole region of the sound of the frog making the Tutkuruk sound in Bonio Swamp, which is now kind of surrounded by Bunnings and industrial estates. There's a small area there where there's still swampland, and there is underneath all of that area, there's a lot of middens and It was obviously an incredible Aboriginal permanent place to live. And the first people, the first English that came into Port Phillip Bay stopped at Damana and were 
absolutely amazed at the amount of bird life as it as it rose up over the wetlands. It's like the kakadu, or Tim Flannery, I think, calls it the wet, the kakadu of the south, which that whole swampland area was incredibly rich in bird life, fish. Um, up until the 1920s, Aboriginal people traded fish by hanging it in trees for meat from the cattle that were grazing down in Borneo, which no one much knows about. And the the people from the Bunurong people would would walk around from places like Wonga or Arthur's Seat, around down through Tubarubba Creek, down around to Borneo, down to Cape Shank and around to Coolart. So I'm interested in that those first contact manuscripts uh, by Thomas, the Aboriginal protector of the land, who who recorded Aboriginal place names and sites. That's sad to hear and difficult to comprehend what the Mornington Peninsula would have looked like pre-European settlement. To hear that Simon's on the job mapping the Mornington Peninsula through his unique process gives some form of hope that we may come closer to comprehending the significance of the peninsula beyond European settlement. And it is this element of the project and show that makes Schultzkammer so special. For as you walk into the gallery on your right, plastered on the wall is the map unfolding before your very eyes. So what exactly is the Schultzkammer treasure chamber? So the exhibition is kind of a survey of my interest in things like the Tasmanian tiger and my interest in mapping Australia and understanding the indigenous perspective of how land has changed since first contact and my interest in Ludwig Leichhardt and his extraordinary epic adventure where he walked from Brisbane from a place called Jimboa Station and walked for five and a half thousand kilometres to Port Essington so and the only place that he knew where he was was when he saw from the top of a hill at Lemon Bight in the Gulf of Carpentaria, he was able to see Mariah Island, Kurulalinya, in the distance, which was named by Matthew Flinders back in 1803. So it was just extraordinary to find out that the link between the island that I'd mapped on behalf of the traditional owners to try to stop mining in that country was also an island that was mapped by Matthew Flinders and then also an island that was became a key part of Leichhardt's travel as he really knew where he was for the first time in eight months after arriving down at Lemon Bight. It seems Simon Norman and Mapping are entangled in one of life's finer dances of chance and timing. What are his hopes then for Schultzkammer, the treasure chamber? I'm just hoping that people will come along and see it and um, it will trigger things. I, I, I think there's a whole lot of... There's a whole lot of images that have a lot of resonance for people who are interested in how our Australian history is not properly understood. And particularly young people, when I talk to young, being an ex-teacher, I'm really interested in, in how people understand land through maps and how history has been told incorrectly to generations of people like myself who went to school and was told that the first person that discovered Australia was Captain Cook despite the fact that there was maps done in Spain in the 1500s of Australia and 
that Aboriginal people were nomadic and they didn't have um, permanent dwellings, that they didn't have agriculture, that they didn't weren't able to manage the land like Europeans and that they weren't civilised. So this exhibition explores that idea of what is civilization and what is land management and and looks at why these places with such beautiful names like Walla Meriong, which runs into Bushrangers Bay, is called Main Creek and not Walla Meriong, which it should be. Thanks for listening. I hope you found your way down to the gallery by now or at the very least penciled in a time to visit the Schaltzkammer Treasure Chamber. If you're interested to learn more, Simon Norman and the Merrick's General Wine Store have teamed up to host a series of talks. Kicking off on Friday the 13th of March is Yarns About Country in a Climate of Change, a panel discussion, a sit-down affair. Saturday the 21st of March, 3 to 4pm, in the gallery you can catch Simon conducting a free public talk on Ludwig Leichhardt's overland expedition from Brisbane to the north of the Northern Territory, Port Essington. On Saturday the 28th, 3 till 4pm in the gallery, you can catch Simon conducting a free public talk on cultural mapping projects with the elders from the southeast Arnhem Land, songlines of the Roper River in the Northern Territory. To find out more, head to mgwinestore.com.au. I'm Patrick Beggs. This has been a Per Production.